Hey, it's Rachel Cook, your modern mentor. I'm the founder of Lead Above Noise, a firm specializing in helping teams and organizations create better working experiences that deliver better results. I keep talking to organizations that are struggling specifically with the feeling of connection they feel like they've lost in recent years. They're trying to figure out the big things like how to rebuild culture in a world of hybrid or geographically dispersed teams. In these conversations, I've really been encouraging clients to focus instead on singular relationships, on inviting people at all altitudes of the organization to really prioritize creating connections on their terms. And it's led to my delivering a number of workshops to teams designed to get people moving in this direction. Shoot me an email if your team could use a quick hit workshop on building relationships to drive connection. But today, let's just talk about a few of the ideas I've been covering in these sessions. And let's hope that something in here resonates for you. First, learn about your style. When I run these workshops, I ask participants to take a brief self-assessment just to offer them some insight into their default communication style. But I invite you to be scrappy and collect some insight on your own. No assessment required. Choose a handful of people that you trust and let them know that you're not looking for pats on the back or accolades, but you're looking for real insight into the good, the bad, and the ugly of how you show up. Ask earnestly for honesty and then be open to hearing it. I've done this before and I've heard things like, you know, Rachel, you're generally pretty calm and cool, but when the pressure is high or a deadline is looming, you get very directive because we don't say bossy anymore. Or I hear you ask great questions and you listen well to the answers, but sometimes the discussion goes just a little too long and we need you to make a decision sooner. These bits of feedback have been helpful intel for me. It's great to know what I do well, but it's also helped me to pay more attention to how I navigate stressful moments or how long I let a conversation go before I call time. Knowing your style really helps you choose the spots you want to work on in service of building stronger relationships with those around you. Next, ask questions designed to connect. Ask questions that will deliver facts and data and timelines, but also make time to ask questions with the sole purpose of sparking conversation, to get to know someone a little better without being too intrusive. Not sure what to ask? My friend Naomi just introduced me to a fun free tool. It is a check-in question generator which you can find at thedigitalworkplace.com. And it's a great way to kick off a meeting, whether in a group or a one-on-one. It'll generate questions about your career dreams from when you were eight or the best places you've traveled to. Connecting with others doesn't have to be deeply personal, but bringing small bits of the you that lives outside of the office and finding those bits in others, it's just a great way to find shared interests, to learn about how someone thinks, or frankly, just to laugh for a minute. Couldn't we all just use an extra dose of humor at work sometimes? Next, assume positive intent wherever you can. Okay, stop me if you've heard this one. So you're really good at this thing and your colleague is working on a project that involves a heavy dose of that thing. So you offer to help him out, but he says no thanks because he is obviously full of himself and way too good to need your help, right? Okay, maybe. But in reality, he said no thanks because he sees how often you're being tapped to help people with that thing, and he's trying to shield you from one more ask. So often there are the facts, like you offered to help, and he said no thanks. 
And then there are the ways in which we interpret the facts. And many of us, I mean, not me, because I, of course, am deeply confident at all times, we default to assuming the worst of somebody else. I say, unless someone has truly and explicitly offended you, when your first reaction is to feel hurt, ask yourself, what's another possibility here? And am I willing to believe it? Say yes to yourself whenever you can, because rarely are people being mean or malicious. More likely, they're busy or anxious or a million other things that have nothing to do with you. So let's give them the benefit of the doubt in service of preserving that relationship. Next up, prioritize people time. You know how when you have a coffee date with a colleague booked, but a meeting pops up, you almost always cancel the coffee date? But if a meeting is booked and a colleague asks you to coffee, you're like, no way, friend, got a meeting. We have to stop this. I mean, not 100% of the time. Sometimes a really urgent meeting pops up and we have to take it. But that should be an exception. The rule should be that time spent connecting with a colleague matters. Because building relationships helps us to better collaborate, to more safely share ideas, to give and receive feedback. So invest time and hold that time. It is time well spent. And finally, listen to learn, not just to hear. I run this modulated leadership program for one client, and I've delivered it so far to five cohorts of their leaders. The first module includes a panel discussion with three of that company's most senior leaders. And it's a conversation about how they've developed and evolved their leadership styles over the years. One of the leaders, Bree, says the same thing every time. She says, I've learned to listen to learn, not just to hear. And every time, the room falls silent. And it's magic, and I love it. So now, I've stolen it with full credit to Bree. We all know we need to listen. But Bree's point, or at least my interpretation of it, is that the best listeners are listening for more than just words, ideas, or facts. They're listening to extract meaning or insight. Like when a colleague keeps telling you about their kid and their parents and their weekend job, they may be telling you about those things, or they may be saying, hey, I have a lot going on here and I'm kind of overwhelmed. I could use your help. Or when your boss says, hey, that update email you sent this week was awesome. He may be dropping you a compliment, or he may be saying, hey, it really helps me when you keep me in the loop. If you could do that every week or two, that would be really useful. If you're not sure what's really being said, don't be afraid to ask. But when you listen to find meaning, your relationship can only be improved. So where will you begin? Join me next week for another great episode. Until then, visit my website at leadabovenoise.com. If your organization is looking to dial up its employee experience or deliver some leadership development that activates change, you can follow Modern Mentor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Find and follow me on LinkedIn. Thanks so much for listening and have a successful week. Modern Mentor is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Dan Farabend with script editing by Adam Cecil. Our podcast and advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchings. And our marketing and publicity associate is Davina Tomlin. Tomlin.